All right. I'm excited to be here this morning, as I said. Uh, we're going to dig into this idea of monster mouth. You'll kind of get what I'm talking about as we go down the road in the conversation this morning. Uh, got a quick question for you as we dig into it real quick uh, about monster mouth. Is this question here. How many of y'all made resolutions? I do find out that there are fewer and fewer every year. But how many of you made some revolu- re- revolutions? Revolution to make a resolution. Resolution this year. Anybody? A few people? A few people? A few people? All right. So, resolutions are very common things. How many people have already broke some resolutions that they planned out? All right. Good. Some of y'all know. I'm seeing a hands up. Cool. So, here's the fact. When it comes to resolutions, we all make some. One of the most common resolutions that people make is I'm going to be careful this year what I'm going to put into my mouth. Because what I put into my mouth is ultimately going to affect my health. So I'm going to be smarter about that. Matter of fact, this year, if y'all knew me a couple of years ago, I, I lost like 40 pounds. And, but this Christmas, I tried to add them all back on because there's so many little Debbies that come into my life about that time, this time of year. Uh, the Christmas tree cakes, I'm very weak when it comes to those. And then there's pies and other things. And it's mint milkshakes and like it's just crazy for like the last month and i was determined that i was resolute in this idea that i starting the first of the year i was going to eat really bad day one going to olive garden stuffing everything i could in my mouth that day had a big breakfast stuffed everything i could in my mouth that day and i was like really full and really sick at the end of that day and thought i should have made the resolution a day earlier because i'm miserable day one One of the resolutions we often make is what we put in our mouths. But my question is, how many of you have ever heard of making a resolution, I'm going to be careful of what comes out of my mouth this year? Anybody ever made that resolution? This year, I will be careful about the words that I say. This year, I will be careful not just about the words that I say, but how I say those words. I would dare say, I've never really heard that in my life, maybe you have, but I would say most of us in this room probably have never heard somebody say, that's my resolution this year. So this year, in 2022, I want to challenge you to maybe make the resolution as you go out of here, to say, this year, I'm going to watch what I say, and I'm going to watch how I say it. Because I don't want the monsters coming out of my mouth. And we'll get into a little bit more detail about what those monsters are. But I want to kind of set up the message with this first point today, and it's this. Today's message, Monster Mouth, isn't so much about our mouths as it is our hearts. The message today is not so much about our mouths as it is our hearts. Look at this scripture with me. Luke 6, verse 45, the words of Jesus. A good man, what kind? Good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his what? Heart. Good comes from the source of the what? Heart. Let's look at this next part. An evil man, what kind? Evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his what? Heart. Good flows out of the heart. The good in our heart will flow out of our mouths. The evil in our heart will flow out of our what? Mouths. The rest of it says this. For the mouth speaks what the heart is what? Full of. One of the ways you can kind of do a fruit test in your own lives, or often you can tell it in other people's lives, there's some ways to see where people kind of are, and they're not questioning their Christianity, but questioning where they are in their walk with God. Two quick ways you could probably check that. One is their finances. What are they spending their money on? How are they spending their money? 
that kind of kind of reveals in some sense on where their heart is with God. Another one is what they say. What do you hear come out of their mouths? That will show you where they are in their relationship with God often. Where are you at in your relationship with God? What is in your heart that comes out of your mouth? Inevitably, if you have evil in your heart, then what's going to come out of your mouth? Evil. If you have good in your heart, what's going to come out of your mouth? Good. See, this matters. All of our words 100% matter. A gossip in their heart is going to what? Gossip. A liar in their heart is going to what? Lie. It is what is in the heart first that comes out of the mouth. We need to understand that. Our mouth is a reflection of our heart, or even more so, who rules our heart. It's a good question. Something I want to dig into a little bit more. Proverbs 4, 23-24 says, Guard your what? Heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Verse 24, bouncing off the heart, says this, Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. See, the Bible continually connects the heart with the mouth. God wants you to check what's coming out of your mouth and see how it lines up with where your heart is with Him. It's a challenging message today because it deals with the monsters that we have. And here's where I want to kind of start us off in being honest. I want to ask you this question. Who last year said something that they totally regretted that they said? It was hurtful to someone else. It affected you in some way. That should be probably most of you in this room, to be honest. You said something. Let's narrow it down a little bit more. How about in the last month, since December the 9th, who said something that they regretted, wrong, messed up, jacked up, dismissed? Okay, all of us. All right, let's narrow it down a little bit more. How about in the last week, who has said something that came out of their mouths that they wish they could have taken back? Let's narrow it down a little bit more, because we in church and Sunday mornings can be rough sometimes. Amen. Who said something this morning to somebody as y'all are getting dressed, ready in the car, on the way to church? <laughs> that kind of was jacked up, messed up, and so on. Okay. we honest. I like it. Because it's when we're honest that God can do something with us, right? When we are open to Him. We're open to what this message is. That's good news. I'm excited about that. Here's what I want you to understand once again. What is in your heart will come out of your mouth and it will be reflective. It will be a monster that comes out that will get you down the road or it will be a blessing that will get you down the road. We're going to get into that just a little bit. But I like to have a little fun when I, I, I speak. And so, today, I have a game available. I need two volunteers. My preference is that I would have two adult married, a married couple would be my, my ultimate hope for this plan to bring forward. I need two volunteers. If not, I'll take a, a student and a kid. But I'll go ahead and just pause, and then I'll start calling people out with my mouth to come forward. All right. Who's volunteering? I had two jump forward before. So I'm watching, I like watching adults duck their heads like teenagers. That's awesome. All right. Who's going to volunteer? I'll start pulling. I'll start pulling. I'm going to pull, I'm going to pull. Ding, 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 ding. Cranes, y'all good? Y'all help me out? Yeah, y'all got to come on up here. Hey, good news is you could, you could, you could win a gift card. That's good. See, nobody knew that. Nobody want to volunteer. And now all of a sudden you start pulling these out. I wish I would volunteer. No, too late. All right, here we go. I need one of you on this side and one of you on this side for me. All right. Up toothpaste. I won't make you brush your teeth out here. I won't be awkward like that. All right, I did too. I was a little... 
Anyway, all right. So here's the deal. You could win a gift card if you win this race. It's competitive. I know y'all are competitive. We talked about card games before. I've heard that's brought out some, some tough ping pong. You get a little violent with ping pong. Yeah. Do you talk smack? Mm-hmm. Okay, good, good. All right, so, so you're perfect for this. All right, so what we're going to do, it's a very simple game. Okay. Now, at last service, somebody halfway did this, and then they were embarrassed by it. And it's okay. You can embarrass them, or you can embarrass you. It's good. All right, what you're going to do is when I say go, I'm going to say one, two, three, go. What you're going to do is on cap the toothpaste, you're going to empty all of that into this plate as quickly as you can. The one who empties it all, not halfway, all of it, into the plate first is going to win, and you could win this gift card. It's QT. It's gas. Man, they got snacks, too. Snackles. All right, here we go. Are you ready? One. Oh, 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 it just got real in here. All right. Do I need to clear back or y'all going to like slap each other? Around? Okay. Ready? One, two, three, go. Uh-oh. Oh. oh, come on. Oh, she's killing it. Oh. Oh. All right. All right. All right. All right, here we go. Here we go. Oh, oh, she folded, dude. She got you. I'm sorry. Well, maybe you could still win this gift card. You, you definitely won that part of the game. You dominated. He's still trying, even though he lost. That I respect that. <laughs> all right, all right. This is the this second part. This is your comeback moment. Do you feel it? This is the comeback moment to win the card. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm gonna say one, two, three, go. Your challenge is to get that toothpaste back in that container. Are you ready? You seem to have a plan. (laughs) All right. (laughs) One, two, three, go. Can't use a knife. It's got to be hands. Mm -mm. I mean, you could cut it open, but would it really go back in there? You you can't what? You can't what? Get that back in there. Why? Because it's out. Already out. You're you're making a mess trying to get that back in there. (laughs) All right, stop, 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 stop. I want y'all to pause and look with me real quick at this next point, because when it comes to our words, it comes to that. Our mouths release power that simply can't be what? Can't but can. When y'all played this game, it was easy to get that stuff out. It felt good to get that stuff out. But when I added the part that would have got you the reward, I said, put it back in, and you made a complete what? The mess. Neither one of y'all are losers. I appreciate y'all's help. There's the gift cards there for you. Woo! Thank y'all. See, the fact is, this little game makes a great point of this idea. The words that we say, can we get back? Can you try to put them back? Yes. But often it creates a bigger mess. Sometimes we could like cover it up and pretend like it's not there. But to the people we said the words to, it affects them. I've wrote down some of the things that I've heard in my own life before. Maybe you've heard, I've heard others say to people, the words are super incredibly powerful. They can't be put back. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never what? Is that true? No. Matter of fact, sometimes I prefer to have a broken bone than some of the words that are said. They stick with you. 
There are nice words and there are, are just mean words. Some of the words proving their power. If somebody says to you, hey, that's a nice shirt, or those are nice kicks that you have. I like what you're wearing. It makes you feel good inside, right? It lifts you up. Especially if you went to like a thrift mart and you bought that really nice thing they're complimenting and you pay like three bucks for it. You're like, and guess what? I saved money. Like, and you want to just share your story. It's an exciting thing. Nice words. But then the opposite is true if somebody looks at you and says, oh, that's ugly. Where'd you get that? It's like, oh, that hurts. Then there's harsh words. I wish you had never been born. Or you hear your child say, I wish I'd never been born. Those words hurt. Or someone says, I wish you were dead. I wish you weren't even here. Or I wish I was dead. Those words hurt. You make me sick. A doctor says to a patient, I'm sorry to inform you, you have cancer. Those words affect you. They can't be put back. A positive word, will you marry me when you've been waiting to hear those words? A yes makes you feel good. A no hurts. Having a baby, we're having a baby, brings a sense of excitement. The simple words of thank you when you open the door and you hear that makes you want to open what? Another door. I sure do love you. I wrote that one because it's very personal to me. My mom used to always say that to me. I sure do love you. And my mom has Alzheimer's, and I very rarely get to make sense of anything that she says, but I manage every time before I leave the house on Sundays when I'm over here helping. It, I keep saying, I love you, I love you, I love you. And sometimes she will say, I love you back. And it fills my heart with joy just to hear those words. And it reminds me of when she used to look me in the eye and say that and know who I was. Ask someone who's lost a loved one, do they miss hearing those words that they used to speak? Words matter. Words can't be put back in. They affect when they come out. They matter. They reveal what's in our hearts. Is it love? Is it anger? Is it bitterness? What is it? So we're always told different things about our, our mouths. Have you ever been told you better watch your mouth? <laughs> I used to get told that a lot. Uh, if I had a rebellious point in my childhood, it was I was a smart mouth and often was told I was a smart mouth. And I'm amplified at being a smart mouth sometimes because they would say, don't you be a smart mouth? And I'd be like, I don't see the intelligence. Like, you know what I mean? Which was stupid in and of itself, but it was like, it, what? So you hear that. And have you ever heard, uh, you better think about what you're about to say. What you're about to say, it matters. <laughs> if you get arrested, if you're ever in my, one of my stores I work in and you get caught for shoplifting and an officer comes in, they'll stand before you and they'll ask you, uh, they'll read your Miranda rights and they'll say uh, something like this. Uh, you have the right to remain what? Silent. Anything you say can be held against you in the court of law. Why is that? Because what you say shows the intent of your heart you better think about what you're about to say because you're about to show me what's in your heart you better watch your mouth because you're about to show me what's in your heart you have the right to remain silent because when you start to speak you're going to show me what's in your heart and i want you to understand sometimes what's in our heart is a monster waiting to get out of our mouths and that's the picture i want you to understand that that monster when it's released is not getting put back look at matthew 12 uh, 36 through 37. 
But I tell you that everyone, everyone, how many people is that? Everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. Verse 37. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be what? Condemned. God's word says every word that you say says matters, and every word that you say matters because when you put it out, can you put it back? No, it matters. There is really no such thing as a word that doesn't have power. Let's look at the way the message version of this says it. Let me tell you something. Every one of these careless words is going to come back to what? Haunt you. There will be a time of reckoning. Words are powerful. Take them seriously. Words can be your salvations. Words can be your what? Damnation. That's heavy. Words can be your salvation. Words can be your damnation. What I want you to picture is this idea. What is in my heart? Lies, gossip, profanity, whatever it is. In my heart. If I let that out and I send it on this journey down the road and it is an ugly beast and monster, I let it out. It can be my, my words can be my salvation or my what? damnation and i let those words out and i run straight into them it's either going to consume me and destroy me or it's going to bless me and propel me further down the road in what god's called me is what your words are going to do it's a monster if you let it be that or it's a blessing if you let it be that that's what i want us to understand this morning we've got to choose our words will they be words of salvation and blessing down the road or words of damnation and a monster down the road that can consume us you want to know the power of words god's word ties it in it's not on the screen but you can write it down and check it later but romans 10 verse 9 if you declare with your mouth declare with your what mouth that jesus is lord and believe in your heart god raised him from the dead you will be saved in other words what you confess with your mouth because you believe it in your what heart will reveal that you are what saved is your mouth showing that it's saved is it showing that your heart has been saved is it showing that god's working in you now let me honestly tell you i struggle with some of this stuff because my mouth runs constantly and still struggle with me not just when i was a kid but the thing is do i want god to take those monsters control those monsters disappear those monsters and let his spirit be what rules me that's what we've got to come to the conclusion of our words have the power of life and death. And that's the next point. The words of our mouths have power of life and death within them. Now, I'm not talking about some name it, claim it thing that I claim by victory over this thing and it's a done deal. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about our life has the power to destroy and to build up is what I want us to understand. Proverbs 18.21 clearly states it. The tongue has the power of, everybody say it with me, life and what? death and those who love it will eat its fruit if you love the deadly things that come out then you'll eat its fruit if you love the love things godly things that come out then you'll eat its fruit life or death our hearts are reflected in our words they affect our blessings in the future or the curses we'll face in the future life and death I want us to kind of break these two things down. First, I want us to look at the idea of words of death. Galatians 6, 7 through 8 says, 
Do not be deceived. Do not be what? Deceived. Do not be tricked. Do not be faked. Do not be lied to. God cannot be mocked. And man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to their flesh, from their flesh will reap what? Destruction. Can I be honest with you? I think the Scripture is honest too. In Hebrews it talks about this. The pleasures of sin. Let me just pause right there. That's in Hebrews. Because the pleasures of sin. Is sin pleasurable? Who would say sin is pleasurable? I committed sin and it felt pretty good at first. All of us. I think you, would, you can say that. Sin is pleasurable. I'm not going to hide that fact. But it only lasts for a season. Here's what I want you to understand about our words. If I attack somebody with my words, it feels really good at that moment when I'm angry getting that off my chest. When I'm gossiping, it feels really good at that moment when I'm sharing it. It feels pretty good. The problem is, when I send that out from my heart, through my mouth, that monster's down the road waiting on me. And when I meet the monster, it's not going to be that nice. It may feel good releasing it, but it is not going to feel good meeting up with it. That is what picture I want us to have as we look at this. James 3, 5 through 8. Very harsh words about the mouth. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. But a tiny spark can set the forest on what? Fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is the flame of fire. The whole world of wickedness. The corrupting of the entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. People can tame all types of animals, birds, reptiles, fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It's a restless evil full of what kind of poison? Deadly poison. The tongue, what you say, comes from the heart, out of the mouth. The monster goes out, and it carries within it a deadly poison ready to be injected back into you. I like when the Scripture says deadly. A lot of times when we hear it deadly, we think to ourselves, oh, that means like I'm dead in the grave, done for, dead, that type. But when Scripture talks about death, it is talking about that too, but it's also talking about what it can do to relationships. Let's give you a for instance. If I say something mean-spirited and just hammering to my wife over and over and over, could that kill my relationship with my wife? Yes. If, if you're a kid and you're constantly telling your parents mean and negative things, can that affect your relationship with your parents? Yes. It affects you. It matters. It can kill relationships. It can kill your testimony. There's so much that can be affected by the words that come out of your mouth. For instance, I speak... I tell somebody, hey, I'm going to do something. If, if they come up here and they play this game, and I have the gift cards. I did say the key word, could. You could win these gift cards. I set that up. You've got to pay attention to things like that. But if I told them I'm 100% giving you these gift cards, and then when they got done playing the game, their expectation is to have the gift cards in hand. And I go, no, I'm not giving them to you today. I'll give them to you later. And they come back to me and say, like, hey, can I get my gift card? I'm not giving them to you today. I'll give them to you later. See, I struggle with this sometimes because I just got a bad memory. There's a difference between having a bad memory and being reminded and you never follow up versus, hey, I just, I'm just not doing it. Don't care. Does that affect how people see you? Yes. We've got to be careful. But we also got to be gracious. Here's what I need you to see that. So we've got deadly poison. Look at Proverbs 12, 18. Reckless words pierce like a sword. If I pierce someone with a sword, what is my goal? Kill them. 
So we got words compared to deadly poison. They pierce like a sword, which is to kill. So are anything positive being said so far? We're showing that words can be very deadly and effective, right? In hurting people and even destroying them. If you're told as a kid enough times that you're a loser and you'll never amount to nothing, do you have a lot more to overcome than someone who was told, hey, you're going to succeed, you may have a difficult day, but you can face it. Will that make a difference in that kid's life? Absolutely. It will make a difference. You see, life and death, it, it matters what we say. We've got to choose do we want a monster that we unleash from our hearts out of our mouths that will be like a deadly poison, a piercing sword, or in Proverbs 18, 6 through 7. Foolish talk will get you into a lot of trouble. Verse 7, saying foolish things is like a trap to what yourself? Destroy. So, so far we've got the idea is destroy is the opposite of build up. Destroy is to demolish and get rid of, right? To be dead. Like, if I destroy a building, my point is for you to never use that building and to be dead to you. So, we look at what Scripture says about the way the power of death works through our mouths, releasing those monsters. And I want to take a minute here to look at some of the specifics of the monsters we release. I want to talk about the first one, and that's gossip. Kind of hit on it a little bit earlier. But one of the monsters that comes from our heart and comes out of our mouths is gossip. All of us in this room at some point in time has participated in it, either by telling somebody who was sharing gossip with us that I don't want to hear it and that's not cool with me, or by hearing it and spreading it to others. I don't think most of us in the room on some level has probably participated in that. And can I tell you something about this gossip monster? It's an awesome little monster at first. You know what I mean? It's definitely a feel-good monster. I mean, let's just be honest. Who in here has heard a little gossip and they enjoyed it a little bit? At first, you're like, oh, that sounds good. Okay, what else you got to do? How many of you have heard a little bit of gossip? Like, hey, I want to share this morsel. <laughs> has anybody ever been there? I think we all have. We all have. A matter of fact, Proverbs, once again, Scripture don't hide the issues. Proverbs kind of points to this idea a little bit about gossip. It's not in your verses here, but you can go write it and check it later. Proverbs 18, verse 8. From NIV, it says, Words of gossip are like choice morsels that go down into the inmost person. The in, uh, message version kind of says it's like junk food that affects you. Let me talk about junk food for a second. If I eat strict diet of nothing but straight-up junk food, candies, snacks, sodas, nothing but 100% junk food, is that going to help me live longer or probably take my life quicker? See, and, and, and gossip's kind of like that. It's the junk food. It's a quick fix to feel good. And you feed yourself with that enough. And then all of a sudden, just like junk food, you become addicted to it. And you want more of it. And you got to spread more of it. And it feels good. It feels good. And the more, then all of a sudden, the monster's down the road and it's a big monster. And all of a sudden, that gossip comes back and consumes you. It seems nice and cuddly at first. And then it destroys you. That's one of the monsters, an example that comes out of our hearts and through our mouths. Another one that I think is pretty common is lies. And when I say lies, I'm not talking like the hardcore, blatant, in-your-face lies, which all of us hate. There's the little, what kind of lies? White lies. I like to refer to those as the lies of death by a thousand cuts. Because little white lies become more frequently, 
common, and they're like little cuts. If I do a death by a thousand cuts, if I cut you one little time, it doesn't seem like much, right? You can recover from that. But if I keep cutting over and over and over and over, would that kill you eventually? Yes. And lying is very similar to that. Lying's even more of an issue than gossip for this one reason. Jesus himself, you go look at John 8, chapter, uh, John chapter 8, I think it's around verse 44. Jesus refers, as he's talking to people, he says, you are like your father, the father of lies, is what he tells them. I want to say this to you and help you understand this. The truth is, we're called to be like Jesus, and when you're telling lies, whether they be little white lies or big monster lies right off the bat, you're less like Jesus and more like Satan than you would ever imagine. Satan is the father of lies. God is the father of truth. But there is no middle ground. There is no middle ground. A matter of fact, in Proverbs chapter 6, it goes through the list of things God hates and detests. Guess what's on the list? Three-letter word starts with an L, ends with an E, and I'll let you figure out that other one. Lie. It is that. Also, in Revelation chapter 21, it says, In the lake of fire and burning sulfur, there will be cast those who are what? Guess, liars. God's pretty strong about this whole lie thing. Because it affects you, it affects others. That's one monster's gossip, one monster's lying. The other monster is a little different. It's the potty mouth monster. It's using the profanity. It's cussing all the time. Uh, and here's the problem with that. If you go to James chapter 3, it says, Why should praise and cursing come from the same mouth? We stand here and we praise God and we sing songs and we worship Him. We pray, we try to encourage each other. Then we hit Wade happening out there and some people get on our nerves and we start dropping F-bombs and cussing them, trying to figure out how to get around them. Anybody been there? Here's what I need you to understand. That's the same thing. That's rebelling in our heart that we're not trusting God with the words that are coming out of our mouths and we would choose to use those profanities instead of figuring out a way to not use those and trust God more. Now let me tell you, that's a hard struggle though. One of my biggest struggles when I came to the Lord was cussing because uh, I got a lot of gratification out of using profanity that got me on the track to cool, I guess, in middle school because I was in middle school. I'll never forget sitting there. I was sitting there. It was the second level of the building we were in. It was at Parker Middle, which no longer exists. And I was sitting in there in class. I'm the biggest nerd that you could ever think of. Yes, I had tape on gla my glasses and I got pictures to prove it. It was really bad. I was poor on top of that. had a pair of fake Jordans. I got pictures to prove Like I can prove these things to you. Here's what I need you to understand about that. Like I didn't have any options to feel cool and I was sitting in school and somebody said something to me about a teacher and I had to use some profanity to describe that teacher to get some street cred and all of a sudden everybody's like I ain't never heard you cuss before it's like, <laughs> I'm going to keep going and so next thing I know you can ask my wife when she first met me I was like cussing all the time but here's what I need you to understand that revealed my heart and the issues that were within matter of fact that revealed where I was on my maturity level with my relationship with God that he had to deal with that work that out of my life now, I'm not saying you won't struggle with stuff again, but I'm asking you, are you giving that monster to God? Are you giving it to Him? Because those monsters leave. They're destructive. They're deadly. They're piercing. They're poisoning your life. So we understand the death side of it. 
Now I want to go to the positive as we move towards closing. There's life. The power of death and life in the tongue. Let's look at some of the life things. Galatians 6, 7 through 8. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from their flesh will reap what? Again, destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap what? Eternal life. Is your monster going to kill you down the road or is it going to propel you forward? That is what I need to ask you. Where is your heart? What you're saying and the words that you say and how you say them will reveal where your heart is. Are you sowing to please the flesh and to feel good for a moment and pay the price down the road? Or are you sowing with the presence of God and wanting to please the Spirit of God? Because if you say you're a believer and a follower of Jesus, you should be sowing to the Spirit, allowing God to take more and more control of your life, that you're more of a reflection of Jesus each and every day, that 2022 is a year that you say, I don't care as much about what I'm putting in my mouth, even though that does matter, I care what's coming out of my heart and what God's doing inside of me, I want it to reflect Him and stand at the end of 2022 and say, I argued with my family members a whole lot less. And when I did argue with them, it didn't become an all-out brawl of insults and tearing down. We worked through our issues, talking and trusting God to speak through us because we wanted to honor Him by sowing towards the Spirit. Where are we in that? Proverbs 15, verse 4. As a tree gives fruit... Healing words give life. One of my biggest blessings over the years of of doing ministry is being able to counsel people and talk with them. And some people frustrate me when I counsel them because they just ain't listening. (laughs) But you know what? I don't don't call them a moron. I don't slap them. I don't do anything like that. I will speak truth to them sometimes. But I tell them, they know I'm speaking because I love them. But I set it up and say, hey, I believe that God wants this in your life. And it's reflected in this way. You don't feel it right now. Everything's going against you. But there's hope. And you can see these people start to come to life. I'll never forget, there, there's one of my former students. He was called into, felt called into ministry. And we met, man, so many times at Starbucks. And I typically like to buy people their drinks and stuff when I go like meet with them and talk with them because I don't want them to feel like they've got any extra pressure on them. And I remember I spoke with that dude so many times. And he would, it was the same story. I feel called ministry. I just don't know what I'm going to do. Blah, blah, blah. And we just went. Finally, I just said, man, I love you. And I'll meet with you at Starbucks anytime you want to. But from this day forward, we're not talking about this anymore when we meet at Starbucks. you got a choice to make. You're either going to follow God's call in your life or you're going to find another path. I feel that God's called you. And I believe with all my heart he's called you. you got to do it. Or you've got to quit talking about it and find another way. But you're going to pay a price when you go the other way. Just be aware of that. But you've got to figure it out. I said, do you understand me? He's like, yeah. I said, so what are you going to do about it? Well, I'm going to follow the call. All right, what you gonna, how are you going to follow the call? You ain't doing nothing. You ain't volunteering at church. You're not doing nothing. What you doing? I'm going to start volunteering. So we went down a list. And guess what? A week later, that guy started following the call. Right now, he's a youth pastor at a church. So, you can see life start to come into him when I was speaking to him. And that, that, that takes it to this. Ephesians 4.15 Instead, we will speak the truth in what? Love. Growing in every way, more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, the church. See, we speak the truth in love. 
If I speak the truth without any love, it, what's, is there a problem with that? Yes, because I'm bringing something to hammer people. And when I'm trying to hammer people, I'm trying to tear them down, not build them up. I speak the truth in love, meaning we could take little bits and pieces out and we could start to plug in because I love them the right things. So we have a culture now that tries to teach us that, hey, you just got to love people. You want to be careful about the truth because the truth may seem judgmental. Let me ask you this. If I have a heroin addict and they're sitting right there and they have a needle and they're about ready to inject it in their arm, I don't know them from nothing. And I jump down there and I just slap them on the head, slap the needle out of their arm, kick them, and tell them, the truth is, my kicking you is much better than that needle in your arm. Are you ready to change? You think they're going to change? Or are they going to try to stab me with a needle? They're probably going to try to stab me with a needle. It is different if that person there is about to do that and I love them. Because I love them, I do go down there and I say, don't do this. I'm begging you from my knees with tears in my eyes. Please, that is going to destroy you. That is going to destroy your family. I've seen it happen in my own family from a relative. It is going to mess you up. Please stop now. I love you. And I'll, I'll yank that out of, my, out of your hand. Like I need you to stop. That is done because it's truth and love. I can say I love them. I just got to let them do whatever they want to. Is that love? It's like, I, I just don't want to upset you. I, I just want you to know I love you. Go ahead, inject. It's truth and love. And that can cover so many things in life. Proverbs twelve twenty five: Worry weighs a person down, but an encouraging word cheers a person up. Are you going to be a puncher, tear down, or are you going to be a lifter with your words? The monster crushes, the blessings lift. Here's some ways to follow through with that. Things to ask yourself. Are you speaking life or death? First of all, you start with, is it true? Is what I'm saying true? Got to stop right there. Because some people like to say stuff that's true without much care of anything else. Like, I'm just speaking the truth. You ever heard anybody like that? Like, are they doing it with any purpose of good? No, it is. I'm speaking truth. I'm going to tell them truth. Like, that is not the heart of God. So, you got to ask yourself, is it true? The next thing you got to ask yourself is what I'm saying complete. Do I have the full story? Do I understand everything? Do they understand everything? Is it true and is it complete? Because it could be half truth. The next thing you need to ask yourself, and this is the hardest one, is it necessary? Is it necessary? Because we say a lot of things that ain't what? Necessary. Anybody ever say anything that's not necessary? It might have been true. It might be the full story. You know you don't really need to say it, but you've, you just say it. Is it necessary? And then the last one is, is it kind? Is it the way you say it? Is it kind? See, the question is, are you going to release monsters, deadly, piercing, and destructive, or are you going to release blessings? The source of those things are from your heart, and your mouth just reveals what's there. So, final thought, tying it all together is this, on your notes. Our mouth reveals the hidden monsters within our hearts that God desires us to surrender. Pay attention to the words you've said over the last week. Where's it showing? Do you have monsters in your heart that God wants to take out? So you can better reflect Him. Are you sowing to, show, uh, sowing to the flesh or to the Spirit? Read Luke 6.45 again with me. 
A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. An evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So as you continue down the road of this year, my question is, will you surrender the monsters of your heart before they exit your mouth so God can clean them out? 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, if we confess those monsters, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our what? Sins. And purify us. Clean it out. So what comes out is the presence and the power of God. Purify us from all unrighteousness. Cleanse it. So my challenge is to you as you go home. First of all, if you don't have a relationship with God, if you haven't received His grace and His goodness that He paid for on the cross, if you haven't done that, then you haven't received the power of His Spirit and those monsters will dwell forever until you allow Him to take control of your heart. The other thing I want you to understand is if you've got those words coming out, you know you're saved. You know it. But they seem to keep popping up. And those words have already exited and they've created monsters. I want to challenge you as you leave here. Maybe the word you need to start with is I'm sorry to somebody. I'm sorry for the words that I spoke to you. I'm sorry for the discouragement I placed on you. I'm sorry for the hurtful words I used towards you. Ask God to forgive you and ask those other people to forgive you. Because when they hear the words, I'm sorry, and they sense that the power of God's led you to say that, that can be the restoration of that relationship and healing. See, those monsters can destroy, but we have a God who can resurrect and heal. There's power of life and death in our words. And those words can't go back in. And they can be dealt with outside. I challenge you, if you don't know Christ, first of all, come to know Him. Speak to me or another adult leader or staff member. And if you're struggling with the words that you're using, you don't even have to come talk to us. Go talk to God and allow Him to start alleviating those monsters, clearing them out, purifying them from your life. Reflect on that as you leave. Let's pray. Dear God and Heavenly Father, we come before you in the great mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we're thankful for your word. We're thankful for the truth of it, Lord God, although it challenges us deeply many times. I pray that your Holy Spirit would indeed take hold of our hearts, that we would sow things to please the Spirit and we'd bear the fruit of eternal life that would be an encouragement to our others and encouragement to ourselves, Lord God, and an honor to you. Lord, take our hearts, take our mouths, and use it for your honor and your glory. If we see some monsters that are dwelling, such as gossip, lying, profanity, if we see those things, that today could be a morning of confession and a restart of our lives and trusting you with our words, Lord God, showing our hearts and what you need to deal with. Lord, help us to be quick to confess our sins. Lord God, just as we're quick to say something negative, Lord, that you may heal it and redirect it. Jesus, in your name we trust all these things. Amen.